0: Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Joan Rivers!
1: So, four girls alone, what's the matter? <laughs> and, uh, your mother's going crazy? It's, where are you from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, same thing, yeah. How old are you?
2: <laughs>
1: you don't know. 27, your mother, and you're single? Your mother must be going out her mind. It's a Jewish or Gentile? Gentile, Catholic? No, then you have nothing to worry about. No, Catholic mothers have an excuse. She wants to be a nun, what can I do? You have nothing to worry about. Jewish mothers, they be walking around with a baggie over their faces. Gentiles, is very different, and this is nice with the matching outfit. Lovely, lovely, yeah, yeah. Then we all try, but what the hell? Yeah, feel this. That's a, yeah, acetate. But, uh, so, how long are you married? Oh, and no wonder you had a mink jacket. That's, uh, how's it working out? thank God. That's, uh, children. And this is, this is, who is this? Is it just a friend or engaged, married, single? Married? No. no. Almost engaged. Almost engaged? Yeah. Get a ring first. Don't yeah. give me almost engaged. <laughs> almost engaged means let's go to the Hotel Dixie. Right. <laughs> you get really engaged. That's, uh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Don't let him talk into anything. I'm telling you right now. And you're already sunburned, very nice. But you can always single again, look at this again, you know, smoking away, being charming. Tears streaming down her face. <laughs> Pretending you're having fun, right? <laughs> the single girls on the, on the date, who makes the conversation? The man shows up, whoopee, whoopie, whoopie. It's the girl, right? Sitting there discussing things like premarital sex, puffing away. <laughs> well, if you love somebody, why not? <laughs> I'll tell you why not, get the ring first. Ring in the beginning, you'll never get it. Look what I got, the four chips and 12 mirrors. Look what I got. Can you see this? I pass it around, but you'll drop it. I'll have seven years bad luck. Can you see this? And when he gave it to me, he had the gall to look me in the eye and say it's small, but it's perfect. I'm a woman. A woman doesn't want small, but perfect. I wanted imperfect, but big. (laughs) Who would know? Would you know? I wouldn't hang out with jeweler's wives. Who would know? (laughs) I wanted a ring when I came on stage, you'd look at me and go, bad taste. (laughs) get a glove on, you know those kind? I want to wear a glove on my right hand and go stark naked with the left one through life. I went in a ring when I came on stage, you'd look at me and go, catch the ring. She's not that hot looking, but catch the ring. She must have something. She must be great in bed. You know what this chip tells you? You have ever heard the person) So get it before anything starts. That's all I say to you. So you're single. You're going out on dates with people you hate? Yeah, we all go through it, What? Oh, I, di- I went out with anything. A- I was 27 too. <laughs> if he could walk and talk and find the doorbell, that was it. <laughs> anything, any, I, I would get obscene phone calls, i say, hang on, let me get a cigarette. <laughs> anything. Oh, sure, no, 20, 20- my, my mother, I'm 27 years old, not moving, do you know what my mother went through? Aunt- what do you mean you don't like him, he's a lawyer? Mother, he's a lawyer with pimples, so what? <laughs> Pimples will clear up. Anything. I, and I was desperate too. when well, I went through single. Remember those days smiling, going out with anybody? How'd you get my name? From a men's room, I'll be there. I would anything, anything. Didn't you go through that when you were single? I was a bridesmaid 108 times. You have 108 acetate resin in your (laughs) car.
3: America, just a country in
4: like it's gonna rain, doesn't it? But there's no need to be sad. Remember, this is the day that the Lord has made. And even when there are dark clouds,
5: we have a different kind of sunshine. That's what this next song is. on a local hero's hill there's a home
6: town with a rattlesnake whip you take it easy nori don't you give me no love who do you love who do you love who do you love who do you love That night was dark Down the alley an ice wagon flew, door banged open, somebody screamed, you oughta heard just what I seen. Who do you love? Mile above wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside, made out of rattlesnake hide. And there's a little bitty chimney built up on top, made out of a human skull. Come on, baby, take a walk with me. I lean to
4: I love nor said I hate. Yet something walked along the stair. Something that was and wasn't there. And that is why weeds on the path grow high. And even the moon braces fearfully by. For something walks along the stair. Something that is.
7: the way
8: God bless me. You know. i mean, that's what I, got. I never had it to, too hard. Right? You know, I'm not rich, but uh, you know, I've always had some dollars in my pocket. That's why I'm doing God so much me, because it's politics too sometimes. You know, when a guy's born in a certain family. Now, you know, I left a very lucrative position in California, right in New York. I was at all the studio jobs. Red County, myself, you know, that's what was Buddy Collette, Lucky Thompson, music. Miles Davis came in a Miles, he didn't this. This, is, uh, this is playing background music for me. For Diana Washington, I used to write his stuff. The albums I wrote in the music, something have it. I was blessed even then. You know, see, I, I wanted to, to get a job to take the test through the post office. That's what my father wanted me to do. I went, but I don't took the test. I, I, I went and you know, thought about it and said, I want to do this. I want to shine shoes first. I didn't want to, you know, because that's something I can, I can get with. It. It's my own business. So I walked away and told my father I took the test and failed. He said, what well, are you doing? I said, I want to be a musician. He said, well, that's that working. He said, well, you know, we got to be exceptional. He said, well, I guess I'm getting a very good teacher and become an exception. So he, so he sent me out to Ryan's head this is a bass teacher. I was going, going to Red Connor, right? Red was a very good, you know, fun teacher. But this this bass teacher covered the composition very really high, high notes, you know? I used to play much higher when I was younger than I did but had to start playing again these kids are playing all over the place. Now about the pieces in the region. I don't say much about it, except there's not a lot of notes. You know, I like the, the speed of the corner, triplet the like a waltz against four fold Oh, What can I say? It's hard to talk about music. I think this, some music is a description of the sickness of the society. Some music is, uh, like you think the ones of, they call it music in the restaurants or on the elevators. That music is destructive. That music. We have good music playing for people. We happens in a happy society on the streets. You know? I feel like uh, my music, uh, I have a new record coming out. I it's like, well, maybe this time they'll hear it. Maybe this time they'll, they'll, they'll hear it. You know, well, I don't know what I can say about the music. See, I, uh, I started Pedal Point. and and the period when everybody was playing bebop. And the history never said this. Historians miss the idea. that But the difference is, I don't only do that. I play, I still like to play a song with bar phrases because I enjoy all kinds of music. You know, I enjoy, enjoy Indian music so very much, much, as much as I do Charlie Parker. I like Beethoven, for instance, string quartets. Nine, I like number nine, and 12. I'm writing uh, string quartet, two violins, and two cellos. And I like that sound better than I do the, the viola, because the cello plays are high enough. Everything possible. Shoots changes is meant to be like that. And the retards and the salarindos, you know? That's all classical music, you know?
9: Winter Moon How thin and sharp is the moon tonight? How thin and sharp and ghostly white is the same curved crook of the moon tonight? The Velvet Ribbon, A Story. Once there was a man who fell in love with a beautiful girl. And before the next full moon rose in the sky, they were red. To please her husband, the young wife wore a different gown each night. Sometimes she was dressed in yellow. Other nights she wore red or blue or white and she always wore a black velvet ribbon around her slender neck. Day and night she wore that ribbon, and it was not long before her husband's curiosity got the better of him. Why do you always wear that ribbon? he asked. She smiled a strange smile and said not a word. At last, her husband got angry. And one night, he shouted at his bride. Take that ribbon off! I'm tired of looking at it! You will be sorry I do, she replied. So I won't. Every morning at breakfast, the husband ordered his wife to remove the black velvet ribbon from around her neck. Every night at dinner, He told her the same thing. But every morning at breakfast and every night at dinner, all his wife would say was, you will be sorry if I do, so I won't. A week passed. The husband no longer looked into his wife's eyes. He could only stare at that black velvet ribbon around her neck. One night, as his wife lay sleeping, he tiptoed to her sewing basket.
0: While Jeroboam the second was king of
4: scissors, God said to Jonah, Quickly son of muscle, quietly, Go careful to not to neighbor, awaken her. And he bent over again, his wife's bed inhabitor. and Snip. For I know all oh, their oh, wicked. And the velvet ribbon fell to the floor. Jonah was extremely frightened. And snap! And ignoring Off the came command came
9: her, her head. Her. It rolled over onto the floor in the moonlight, wailing tearfully.
2: I told you you'd be sorry.
9: Black Plastic Muni Radio. FM. Good morning, good
1: morning, good morning. It's time to rise and shine. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. I
7: hope you're feeling
1: fine. <laughs> the sun is just above the hill. Another day for us to fill with all the things we love to do. Oh, can't you
2: hear? It's calling you. Good morning, good morning, good
1: morning. It's time to rise and shine. <laughs>
7: Good morning, good morning, good morning, I hope you're feeling fine. Good morning, get up, get out of bed, you gotta get up,
2: you're sleepy, and the day is dawning just for you and all your dreams are coming true. Good morning, good
6: morning, good morning, it's
7: time to rise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning, it's time to rise and shine.
10: Good morning, good
11: morning, good morning, it's time to rise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning, it's time to rise and shine.
2: My some kind of disarray A fire.
10: Stellar's J One examples orange-crowned warbler one Crowned Warbler, three one Townsend's Warbler. One, three, two, Townsend's Warbler, one. Black-billed magpie, one. Black-billed magpie, one, two. Western Wood Peewee, seven examples, Western Wood Peewee, seven examples. Western Flycatcher, one. Western Flycatcher, one, two, two, three. warm.
0: Does not listen to you. Your hands are full of blood. Wash them, purify them. Cease to do evil. Uphold the oppressed. Bring help to the orphaned and defend the widowed. Then you will be scorned by everyone. He will bear the weight of our sins. He will be pierced because of them. And by his wounds, we shall be healed. He will be tortured, and he will be humiliated. He will be struck, and he will not complain. It will please God to break him with suffering. Was because he were given his body of because he were benunted amongst criminals,
2: and because he will the many men, he will be and he will
9: Black plastic, Muni Radio. FM. Thanks for listening.
12: Watch. Jokes de Carl.
2: michael spiegelman
11: welcome to l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t that is the name of our podcast search for l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t and we have a youtube channel it stands for let's watch a full-length movie on youtube with mike spiegelman and carl and carl Good to see you, man. Hi, Carl.
12: Hey, Mike. I can't exactly see you, but um, good to Skype you. Good to Skype you, man.
11: Good to Skype you. Uh, Carl, we have a special guest. We have Paul Brumbaugh on the line.
0: Hi, Paul. Ta-da. Great to be here, guys.
11: Paul and I and Carl, we are all part of Mutiny Radio, and you can hear our shows first. Every Sunday, just type in mutinyradio.fm into whatever, and you will get our uh, streaming service. Uh, Paul Brumma has a great, great, great podcast called The Edge of Insanity." that is on Sundays at noon. It's also available on iTunes, etc. And then we follow at 2 p.m. This is all Pacific Standard Time yeah. on Sunday. We do what our title says. We L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, it's so obvious. Carl, what movie are we watching today?
12: Today we are watching… Carnosaur, nineteen ninety three. Connoisseur. So that's what you. Carnosaur. So you go. It's C A R N O S A U R. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. Nineteen.
11: Oh, so it's not carne with an e. Yeah, not meat sore.
12: Right. It's
0: and not.
11: It's not coronosaur. And it's not coronosaur. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's the corrodosaurus. <laughs> That's a million dollar idea, Paul.
12: Yes. I know. So we like the channel D P O E N. DPOEN D D P O E N. Yeah. Carnosaur, nineteen ninety-three, Roger Corman. D P O E N is the channel we like.
11: Okay, so we want you to go find that, search for it, and when you see the link, click it, and then once you get to the page. Hit pause. For God's sake, move the slider to the left, so it should be zero, zero, zero. Did you do that? Good. We're very excited. And we're very honored to have the Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. Let's get ready to brumba. The world don't move on the beat of a different drum. brum. Brum, 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 brumba. Brum, 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 brum. Under brumba. Will you please give it up. for Paul Brumba. Ah, yeah.
0: All right, good to be here, guys. Man, I am so excited about this Carnosaur. See, and I had it all mixed up with the other weird show with uh, the Elvis flick, but we won't even talk about that.
2: Elvis is a Carnosaur.
0: All right, cool. Here we go. Do this in true Carnosaur uh, style. <laughs> Let's do this in three. Oh, put your finger over the little triangle. I right. oh, almost forgot my own line. Wow! Holy smokes! Let's do this. Let's do it in three,
12: <laughs> two, one, go. New Horizons, Roger Corman.
11: He didn't direct this movie, right? It just, no. he presents it. We well, director's the Roger same Corman guy we saw last week,
12: right? Adam Simon.
11: Yeah. Yeah. So the, wait a minute, the director of Braindead directed Carnosaur?
12: Right, and he has the balls to put Brain Dead in this movie.
11: So one of the characters watches his previously directed movie. <laughs>
12: yeah. I mean it's not even Quentin Tarantino and he's kissing his own butt.
11: The worst part is they're doing a movie podcast about it in real time. It's <laughs> yeah. my idea. Our idea. Yeah, and everyone else's idea. Oh, right. Oh, it's the start of us.
12: Chickens. Uh oh.
11: Fox, box, chickens. <laughs> Aaron, I was born as a chicken. No, these are ostracists. This is the target species chicken.
12: Anyway. Like target species. None of these chickens. See, it says iguana. Iguana. Sample. Yeah. So yeah. what they're doing is some genetic splicing here, and they're trying to arrive at a dinosaur.
11: You know why they added the lizard? Because iguana add lizard to it. Mm-hmm. Iguana. Uh, I, I, iguana, think
12: iguana do it. I think iguana do it. Yeah, I'll ask him, but I think iguana... Yeah.
11: So he's they're mutating chickens into like a super monster. Ooh, look at that blood. Albatross. That was a big problem about the project. That albatross that hung on them like something.
12: Yeah, it hung around Uh-oh, there. pelican. Oh, they're naked chickens. So Cormans. Is, wow.
11: Corman's executive produced this, but this is directed by
12: Brain Dead Director. Right, Ugh. Adam Simon, the guy who the the player, the movie, the player pokes fun at, and um, yeah, you can you tell that story again because that's a great story you had mentioned in last week's episode. Well, I mean, it's just it was part of the movie. Uh, the The player was Tim Tim Robbins, and it, his he's Griffin Mill, and uh, they're shooting some movie, and he just says, "Who let Adam Simon on the lot?" They're just. Stabbing them. Okay, here's a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> here's a meeting, and this guy wants to know uh where Dr. Jane Tiptree is because she's gone missing. Ah, uh, she has, huh? Dr. Jane tip Did they call her? Tree. It's a
11: taser. Dr. Jane tree Well, you oh, see. Oh, we tried everything. The, uh, There's no response. <laughs>
12: We, yeah, right. Did you page her? It's, it's yes. It's 1993. Of course, we paged her.
11: We paged her. We faxed her. We sent the telegram. What else could we do?
12: Now, you remember on the, the Eunice Corporation from last movie?
11: Um, Certainly, they were doing a lot of brain dead experimentation, right, uh, on a serial killer or something.
12: And it had an no, infinity hacker. symbol, like the Sideways 8.
11: Yeah, he made a big deal out of that outside. Yes, the infinity. Does it show up at Carnosaur?
12: Well, yes. As a matter of fact, right now, the guy from Eunice Corporation is saying, yeah, we got Dr. Chain Tiptree. Uh We see it says Eunice on the camera.
11: Yeah, look at there it is. It's, a... it's going
12: to say Eunice. So part of the. Everything.
11: So this is part of the Adam-Simonverse.
12: Yes. Okay, Diane Ladd, she is Dr. Jane Tiptree. It says it right there, Carl. She's working in secret for Eunice, and she has to have total seclusion, and they're not allowed to know what she's working on for three years, or they lose the rights of their patents.
11: So, five bucks says she never leaves this set.
12: Five bucks? I am not Carter taking movies. that bet.
11: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how many times have you seen Carter
12: before? I've seen it four times. This is my fifth time.
11: Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, well, it was great having you, Carl. Let's just stop the <laughs> Imagine this is an elaborate prank. I just wanted you to watch Carter surf five times.
12: da 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 da
11: Tricky. We just came in to clean up.
12: (laughs) Diane. Oh no, they're on TV. Five days on this film, five days, and she was right there in that uh, set the whole time.
11: And she's top villain. And and she's, you know, full disclosure: I did see this movie in the theater in 1993. Wow! uh, And she was the best part of it okay well, you know one of the things we should mention is that corman is the master of uh just ripping off the current movies and this came out the same weekend as jurassic park which uh gave him enough free publicity well, it theatrically released and i right. saw
12: it yeah i just want to say that the guy who did I saw it in brookline Two, the guy who did car's life Two, he's the master he's the master but uh roger You're right Car- no i take that back and-
11: Go ahead
12: it's and tell coming, them. You tell everybody, like Jurassic Park was coming
11: out. Yeah. So Jurassic Park was coming out, and his idea was to release a, a killer dinosaur movie of his own, Carnosaur. And it played at the Brookline, in Brookline, Massachusetts, is a movie house, like an art house, and they showed it. And everyone, including myself, lined up because here's a chance to see a Roger Corman movie in 1993 in the theater. And we were really excited. It was a new Corman. Uh, and this was before he, he was cranking out sci-fi movies and he had other mediums to deliver his films. But uh, the movie was terrible. I mean, I, I at least from what I remember, it was an awful experience. But we experienced Do it
12: together. Right? Do you remember right.
11: Oh, to, you know, traditionally on this show, we I asked you at the end of the movie, did you like this movie? But I, I want to cut all pretensions and just ask you in the first 10 minutes of our watching,
12: uh, did you like this film? No, I did not. Uh, this was not well done. No.
11: All right. Okay, so we're proud. Because I have seen this, and I, I agree. This is really not well done. The, so we'll see why like uh, as the film goes on.
12: There's reasons to like it, and it's good on your show, but it's just not enough to be like... I mean, I wouldn't watch it a sixth time.
11: <laughs> what about the sequels? Are you going to see Carnosaur 2 or Carnosaur 3?
12: Nope. You're right about that. There was Carnosaur 2 and Carnosaur 3, and then there were two spinoffs. They just didn't call them Carnosaur. One was called Raptor, and one was called The Eden Formula. So that makes five films off of thanks to Jurassic Park was going to one day come out
11: wow <laughs> that's a nut
12: yeah
11: uh, you know this plant looks pretty foul
12: <laughs> okay so plant. something is missing you see and Jane Tiptree wants it back and so they're saying nobody is in and out of the place so the driver goes come on bud I got to be in such and such in five hours and I'm late, you know. So he let him out. So in the back of this chicken truck is something mysterious. Uh,
11: Does it rhyme with dinosaur?
12: <laughs> it does rhyme with dinosaur, yes.
11: <laughs> Actually, dinosaur or carnivore, that's a bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah.
11: yeah. I always thought this was carnivore, like it was made out of meat.
12: There's yeah, two, he's you know, a, carnivore. a carnivore.
11: Yeah. Carnivore. Oh. But he, the, 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 he doesn't eat plants then,
12: right? He's not an omnivore. Omnivore. No, he's not an omnivore. No. Um, I'm starting an all-plant-based diet. Mike, did I tell you about that?
11: No, Carl. You didn't tell me about your all-plant diet.
12: Yeah, I mean, plant-based diet. Uh, well, by all-plant-based, I mean only foods that have been manufactured in a food-processing plant.
11: Awesome. <laughs> like mac and cheese, crap yeah. mac and cheese.
12: Oh yeah, sure, but of course, but uh, but but no, especially funyuns. Funyuns are the shit, yo.
11: <laughs> no, they're all natural. I mean they're not made out of like imaginary stuff.
12: No, they're made out of fun. Yeah. Okay, so what's happened is what's escaped from jane tiptree's lab uh has now killed it killed chickens and then it killed the chicken driver now here's brain dead.
11: really he looks cool man he looks like arnold i thought that was arnold schwarzenegger for a second
12: yeah right
11: i'll uh, oh, be drinking beer oh he's not even drinking beer he's going for the heart, though no that's a beer
12: he says better I'm a bottle sure. in front of me than a frontal lobotomy
11: a bottle oh boy Aaron Simon, he he fucking got the continuity going. That's a reference to his previous film, where he got a lobotomy, or he gave a lobotomy.
12: He gave, gave a lobotomy. Okay, now, this guy's job is to protect all the heavy equipment on this mountain where they're strip mining, and the hippy-dippy guys Uh are, like, fucking with them because they don't like the big corporation.
11: And that's why he's shooting at them? right extreme.
12: Well, it's keeping them away from like, the sight, you know.
11: Yeah. So He could wave like uh, a stick at him. Dang hippies.
12: Now, this... Uh-oh, no, he's a killdozer. <laughs> That's right. Good one, Mike. <laughs>
11: <laughs> that was a switch Let's, uh, let's hope he... Uh, phew. Oh no, it's a Killdozer soundtrack Oh no, it's, now now it's followed by the bad Killdozer Knuckles was a
12: dog, was a very fine dog <laughs> Remember how Whoa. they all looked the same? Like they got one actor to save money? Jesus
11: Christ, and that was the second time I did extensive research, and I just couldn't tell any of those guys apart.
12: <laughs> See how it's just— four
11: people in that movie.
12: Shit on a on a heavy loader? Yeah. Okay, he's found a prisoner. And she. Whoa. Whoa. Kelly Preston. It's uh, Jennifer Runyon. good like De and she was in Ghostbusters, too. Jennifer Funyon? Do you remember they were doing that task? The, uh... Yeah. Like, what? A couple she of weaving lines? Like, what do I have on the card? She was. The, right. Yeah, the flirt flirt bait for uh, Bill Murray. That's a memorable scene. Yeah.
11: But that was, like, 11 years prior to this. That was 84.
12: So eighty four, yeah, and then she was on Charles in Charge from eighty four to eighty seven, as um, well. Why, way to bury the
11: lead, away. Carl. Way to bury the lead. Of course, I know who she is. She's from <laughs> Charles in Charge, the first family.
12: And she was Cindy Brady in A Very Brady Christmas, nineteen eighty eight. This is her last thing she ever did on camera. She she quit after this.
11: Wow. Well, let's uh, be grateful that she's in this movie then. Yes. Very Brady Christmas.
12: Yeah. Jennifer Funyun. <laughs> Funyuns are- did
11: he play Marcia? Did she replace somebody? Did Funyuns replace somebody? Nope. to the Cindy, to the
12: as you know, from reading uh, Hollywood Dogs That Drink, Cindy-
11: Yes, had they had problem. a tiger from Brady Bunch.
12: Right. Cindy was a, you know, Cindy fell into ruin after the Brady Bunch and she tried to sleep with, what's that dog's name? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, remember she was, like, t- yanking on his pocket rocket. It's, it's in the book. Uh, so they needed somebody to be Cindy because Cindy was <laughs> na- now nowhere to be found. And that was Jennifer Runyon.
11: Interesting.
12: Now, this is the coroner. Wow, that's a claim to fame. It is. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know why she went away. Her name is Thrush in this film. Like, it's their hippie name. Her real oh. name is Anne.
11: And this guy is a professional coroner who doesn't wear goggles or masks when cutting out shit. <laughs> good,
12: good to know. Right. His mask is down.
11: Even, Yeah, even Quincy puts, ties his fucking mask up.
12: Right.
11: Every time they go to a corner in won. any movie. It's never got blood on medical it. medical exam. No blood on it. Yeah, look, I'm going to use – I I don't have time to uh, take my glove off, so I'll just use the rotary phone now. (laughs) Yeah, and spread the germ. Nine, eight, here. my favorite part of medical examiners in movies, they're always eating a sandwich when they show up. (laughs) What do you got? Well, you know, right?
12: Because it wants to show that they're so used to gore. Yeah, right. They don't even care.
11: And they also don't mind when like Dirty Harry shows up. Oh, Harry, hey, way to break up the monotony of my day. I just went through two corpses. Yeah, of course I'll talk about this body.
12: Now, the guy who wrote a book called Carnosaur was approached to write the screenplay in 1991 uh, by Corman's wife, Julie, but they didn't do anything with it until Jurassic Park. He bought the rights to this in 91, but it just sat around, and then when when Jurassic Park was coming out, okay, there was this guy Mike Elliott. He's the co-producer, and he and he says that Corman was like, "Now's the time to shoot because he, you know, he knew he could make the movie faster than anyone else and get it out there, and he could he could eat the hype of Jurassic Park."
11: Well, because Jurassic Park was hyped to begin with. Yeah. I, I remember. Uh... You, you know my late father was a uh, entertainment journalist and he did some book reviews, and he would get some press copies.
10: Mm-hmm. and
11: we received like a, an advanced copy of it, and it was like a hot item. You know what I mean? like even before the publication, everybody knew that Michael Crichton had cranked out like a mega yeah. movie uh, mega you know Cause it would... so it was a, it was very hot property yeah, and it was it was already option. By the time it hit hardcover, uh, the first initial release, it was already optioned to be a movie. Yeah. So now you
12: know, this book, Arnasaur, uh predates *Jurassic Park* by six years. It was written six years earlier mm. than Michael Crichton's book.
11: Do so you think Crichton ripped him off? No. <laughs> like he did, like he did the previous book, *My Wife's in a Coma*.
12: Oh, what great. a great idea!
11: No, <laughs> so wasn't it like a Michael Crichton? Did a, he's a weird guy, like pop culture wise? Because not yeah. only is he like a popular, famous novelist, but he wrote and directed his own movies, Westworld and Coma. Oh. And he was like a mega movie director for for a streak. So Andronica right stream right that
12: Westworld? I'm I'm gonna say yeah. That's intense. I, I just got to tell you what happened. The doc. This guy was a doctor, but he, he's he's a drunk, so now he's just guards uh, the you know, the heavy equipment. But the girl ran away because he passed out drunk, right? So the cop right. took him and said, Do you see the girl here? Now clearly he did see the girl, but he lied and said, Nah, she isn't here. So now Charles in charge girl, Jennifer Funyon, has got a crush. On the do- is grateful to the doc.
11: Oh well, that's good. Oh, so this starts their bond.
12: That's right. This starts their bond, sure. which will grow throughout the film. Here we are doing the work you know of the heavy loader place. <laughs> <laughs> <killed those> <laughs> Okay, so Buck yeah, is, cool of course, sunset. drunk again, and Funyun shows mm-hmm. up to say, Stanks!
11: Yeah, Stanks for Nothing. Mm-hmm. Michael Crichton did direct uh, Westworld. Wow. I was, uh, was correct.
12: I loved yeah, that. He's
11: like an unstoppable force. But yeah, the first one's good. And then, you know, The Future World was shot in my university, I believe. Bru- uh, Brad Knight says, You. Was... Brett. Yeah, there's, they had an auditorium oh, that was so is, future-like. It appeared in Brande-
12: Brandeis. Brandeis. I went to
11: it. school at Brandeis. Yeah, right. Brandeis. You know how, like, you buy brand name rice? Brandeis.
12: <laughs> Michael but, took a chance they on had an, uh, college and rolled the Brandeis.
11: <laughs> yeah, snake eyes. So, you know, like… Uh, their grad one of their grad auditorium is like futuristic looking and they use it for the movie and it's like whoa look at Peter Fonda he's in the future
12: yeah so wait future world now I saw Westworld uh I'm right, to write that down Yul
11: Brenner future World's the sequel well there was like a TV show in 1980 called Beyond Westworld yeah like it had a life of its own like it, the HBO show which I enjoy wasn't the only uh, Westworld TV show?
12: Okay, Future World sounds very familiar, but
11: you know what it was like. Westworld was big, and then there was a porno called Sex World, really, which I haven't seen. And then there was a, a sequel to Westworld, theatrical release called Future World, and then there was Beyond Westworld.
12: Okay, Beyond Westworld yeah, Sex World. Which was I... TV, a movie also.
11: No, it was five episodes. Well, it was. Uh, I think it wasn't that. It was a nineteen eighty TV series. I just know of it because I know the uh, okay. Westworld universe, but I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's on the YouTube. Future World. Or you type it in the streaming service. Okay. Beyond Future. Uh, no, Future World is the sequel.
12: Yeah, yeah. And Beyond then the, Beyond Westworld. Westworld. That's it. So Bronson, who oh, wrote, the wrote this book, he didn't like this. Yeah he didn't like it at all, this adaptation. In order to do things cheaply, they, w- Bronson's book had a lot of dinosaurs. This one only has two dinosaurs.
11: Right. Uh, uh, Gertie the dinosaur from Windsor McKay's cartoons. Right. And, Barney. And, and Barney. And Barney the dinosaur. Yeah. It was a two decade, uh, two centuries.
12: All right, now Barney is getting pissed, and but oh, there goes Barney attacks.
11: Oh no! And Barney Vision, what a '90s attack! It looks like an ad. <laughs> oh my God, he's covered in fudge. He's wiping fudge all over everything. Oh no! The Carno starts ripping into her guts. Way yeah. to go,
12: Edie! Yeah.
11: Now Nine that was a Make hand- because sure, there's so many cuts hand puppet really for real
12: yeah they did a lot of uh they did a remote controlled puppet they did a man in a suit they did a a full-size like 16 foot tall robot they did a lot of different things to make
11: there it is yeah so that was the hand puppet right now
12: that well I don't know what that particular shot was but Anytime the dinosaur's up close and doing like a eating thing, it's it's the hand puppet.
11: What kind of? How tall is the gentleman that was in the dinosaur suit? I mean, that was like a baby dinosaur. Uh,
12: yes, that's right. Because this is early in the film, and the thing is growing. Mm. You see the the. I was trying to tell you about the car uh, the car coroner, um, like. He isn't sure what did it because the thing, it was like, um, like maybe the size of a bobcat, but it but it sort of looks like lizard bites. You know, he so later on, he'll be like, this is the same thing, but the bites are much bigger. That'll keep occurring. And he's like, hold me. Either there's more than one or this thing is growing. (laughs) Okay, well, so, what do
11: you think it is? You've seen this movie. You,
12: yeah, it's growing. So, Eunice Corporation is now learning that they found a genetic marker in you know, people who are getting killed. Uh, and it's
11: did it say Office Depot marker? That's pretty generic.
12: <laughs> it was universal product symbol. Um, <laughs> and so if it's true, that means a chicken. It's killing people. Cut to a guy eating chicken on the road. Right, and he's saying, you should have some. It's good for your health. Look, that's the guy in the suit.
11: Ah, uh, right. Is the other guy Seth Green? Oh, that's the guy in the suit, really?
12: Yeah, and there's Funyun, walking home. Crunch. She I went mean, to you say something. You can tell they, her because she's in her yeah, bright orange bag. But they fought. They fought about environmentalism. So she's walking.
11: So she's out of here. Yeah. She's all pissed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
12: Right. Well, she's Cindy now. Not Jan.
11: But just for Christmas. And it was a very Brady Christmas because he was... It uh, was
12: 1988. Yeah, just before... Ah, that's way... That's long in the tooth
11: Brady Bunch special.
12: Yes, exactly. You was the nostalgia.
11: yeah, and the thing is, like, they still crank it out. There was a HGTV show where they bought the Brady's exterior house, mm-hmm. and then they had the cast of the original cast of Brady Bunch come in, and they re- redid it to resemble
12: the house. That's itself. so like them to do that because they listen. That that movie was that television show was popular, and when it when it was in syndication and on at like five o'clock every day, it turned into. Nostalgia for it, right? They cashed in on that every chance they could. Right.
11: No, sure. Well, a very Brady sequel in the uh, the first Brady Butts movie from the nineties. They're both great. Yeah.
12: Do you remember the stupid parody oh, yeah, they... movie? It so which was one? it was like two thousand. The Brady's. Remember the guy goes, Yeah, I think we're this thinking is a... Carjack! And he goes, "Well, of course it's a car, right. but my name's not Jack. My it's name's... Greg. Greg. Briggs. Sure.
11: I thought, I thought that came out. I, that's the movie I'm talking about. Uh, but I think that came out in the '90s. Hmm. So
12: I, that's possible. I do know, Yeah. Yeah, I think so because you, I you're was talking about the... P.S.E. and G. Yeah, you're my, Yeah, I think you're right i'll look it up now they're yeah. finding a dead guy by the road of course he was eaten by a carnosaur well yeah you could you could
11: tell because there's like carnosaur chomps everywhere on his body <laughs> carnosaur chomps and they, they tip the carnosaur tip 10 percent, which you know they're lousy tippers when they eat
12: they're lousy tippers those carnivores. so john bronson was in 1984 was doing a like book signing tour and Roger Corman was like hmm what's this that's when he took notice of him and then his wife Julie you know his Roger Corman said sick him and she like made a (laughs) on a at a bar written on a napkin
11: wow that's classic in 91 yeah and that's what Diane Ladd read what about the script do they use actual paper for the script or they just put the napkin?
12: Right, they use the napkins. <laughs>
11: wow, Carnesford just ate the shit of. Oh, that's the puppet. Uh,
12: I didn't pay attention to tell you, but if it's up close and like chewing out guts, it's the puppet with someone's hand up. Is gotcha. Throat.
11: I love the font. It reminds me of, like, unskipable game scenes. Like, come on, I want to get to the action.
12: (laughs) So he's telling the senator that this is the best blueberry pie he's ever tasted because it's, like, got a thin layer of goat embryo protected.